solar system. But for, for today, we're going to include Pluto just to kind of, be, we're being inclusive this morning. Um, you see that Earth is, Earth is the fourth planet from the sun. Okay, everybody see that? I don't know if you can see that or not, but I, I love, I, this amazes me. Look how big, look how big the sun is. Do you realize this isn't even to scale? Do you realize that 1.3 million Earths could fit inside the sun? 1.3 million Earths. Let that sink in for a second. I came across this pretty cool website. It, it showed me as I scrolled down through this website, 1.3 million Earths. It was just a website that showed 1.3 million little dots that represented Earth. Just to kind of get this concept of what it's like. That's how big our sun is. Jesus created it. And here's the crazy thing about it. This is where I get a little shaky. Our sun is a part of millions and even billions of stars inside our Milky Way. This next picture is a drawing, a rendition of our Milky Way we can't even take a picture of our Milky Way because we've never been able. The Hubble Space Telescope is the, is the best space picture taker that we have. And the Hubble Space Telescope can't even get outside of the Milky Way to take a picture of the Milky Way. So this is a artist's rendition of based on what we've seen of the Milky Way and what we've gathered from different shots from inside the Milky Way. This is our best idea of what the Milky Way looks like it's a spiral galaxy. Millions and millions of stars, billions of stars like the sun, reside in our Milky Way. But what's crazy is our Milky Way is one of billions of galaxies within the entire universe. That's crazy to me. Crazy. And you know who spoke it into existence? You know who was a part of the creation of all of this? Jesus that we gathered to worship in this room today. Wow. Are you kidding me? The Jesus that came and walked on this earth, of which 1.3 million could fit inside the sun, that Jesus walked this earth, laid his life down for us, and he created it all. He is the creator of all things. Let's, let's check out something else cool. This next planet, I mean, this next galaxy, I'm just going to show you because it looks cool. This is, this is the Sombrero Galaxy. Because we can snap a picture of some other galaxies from inside our galaxy. The Hubble Space Telescope showed us this. By the way, Tuesday, I'm chaperoning Emma's field trip to NASA. I think I'm more excited than she is about that. I've never been there, and I can't wait to go check this out. I'm hoping they have a picture of the Sombrero Galaxy. But then, oh, this is, I love this. This next picture is called the Whirlpool Galaxy. Check out this. At the very, are you kidding me? Jesus is the center of it all. In the very middle of the Whirlpool Galaxy is a, is a black hole. And when the Hubble Space Telescope took a picture of this Whirlpool Galaxy and took a picture of the very center of the galaxy, of this Whirlpool Galaxy, we see Jesus at the center of it all. I mean, I don't know if you see what I see there, but I see what looks like a cross to me. 
And not just wonder in his creativity when God put all this together, when Jesus created all these things, if, if he just thought, hey, you know what? There's going to be a day when those cute little humans are going to create a, a telescope that floats around in space. And one day that telescope is going to zoom in on this one black hole in the Whirlpool galaxy. And let's just make it look like a cross just to kind of remind them that Jesus is the center of it all. I don't know if that's how God works. But it's pretty cool that we see that even in the far off reaches of the universe, Jesus is the center of it all. Here's what Max Planck said. Max Planck was a Nobel Prize winner, the founder of modern physics. Here's a statement he made a hundred years ago. According to everything taught by the exact sciences about the immense realm of nature, a certain order prevails. One independent of the human mind. This order can be formulated in terms of purposeful activity. There is evidence of an intelligent order of the universe to which both man and nature are subservient. In other words, there is a God. Max Planck, not a Christian, but believed that there was something out there that caused all of this to happen. Nobel Prize winner, founder, of modern physics. Jesus is the creator. But it goes on there in Colossians to say something else. It says that Jesus was before all things. Jesus is before all things. Yeah, I missed Psalm 19. Let me read that real quick. This reminds us of of the universe. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of His hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. Yet their voice goes out into all the earth. Their words to the ends of the world. In the heavens, God has pitched a tent for the sun. So what our space telescopes are telling us now about the universe, the writers of Scripture were telling us that thousands of years ago. The heavens declare the glory of of the Lord. That's no surprise to David. That's no surprise to the other psalmists. They've been reminding us for centuries that Jesus is the center of it all. So this next point, Jesus is before all things. Jesus is before all things. John chapter 1, verses 1 and 2, going back again. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. First John 1, 1. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at, and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the Word of life. See, Jesus wasn't God's last-ditch effort to bring redemption to humanity. Jesus was a part of the plan from the dawn of creation. Jesus has been around from the beginning. Way back in Genesis chapter 1, God said, let us create man in our own image. Now, who was God talking to? I have to believe he's talking to his son, Jesus, because Jesus was around from the beginning. So Jesus is creator and Jesus is has been around from the beginning. And the last point, last thing, is this. Jesus holds it all together. Colossians 1 again teaches us that Jesus holds all things together. Jesus is creator. 
Jesus is before all things and Jesus holds it all together. He is the center of it all. I came across a video a few years ago by a guy named Louis Giglio and he was talking about this concept of Jesus holding all things together and Jesus being the center of it all. And I thought instead of trying to explain it to you, that we would just take a few minutes to allow Louis to share with us this idea of Jesus being the center of it all. Jesus being the glue that holds everything together. Let's watch this video together. Long story short, the tour was winding down. Last time around, we were in Tyler, Texas. The night was over. A guy walks up to me. I wish I could tell you the whole story. It was so of God. Introduces himself to me. says, how are you doing? I just want to say hello. I said, it's nice to meet you. He says, you guys winding the tour down. Uh, where are you going to go from here? I said, well, I'm on my way back home to Atlanta, Georgia. He said, well, what's next for you? I said, I'm going to be preaching the next two Sundays for my pastor back in Atlanta. He said, oh, cool. What are you preaching on? I said, well, the series is on the glory of God in the human body. He said, that's really amazing. I'm a molecular biologist at the university down the road. Give me your talk. And I was like, oh, wow. I wasn't quite yet ready to unload the talk for a molecular biologist. So I kind of stumbled through what I had and he's kind of being kind and gracious and like, uh-huh, that's good. And then he says, well, what's your big left hook? You got to have a left hook, a big finish, right? I said, I don't have a left hook yet. He said, oh, Louie. Oh man, your left hook is laminin. And I'm, I'm totally blank on laminin. And he goes, Louie, it's a cell adhesion molecule, protein molecule. Do you know about proteins? I'm like, no. He said, Louis, cells organize into certain molecular structures and that determines what protein there are. There are between 10 and 60,000 proteins in the human body. We don't even know how many proteins are in the human body. But one of them is a cell adhesion molecule. It's organized into this certain structure and that tells the cell what its job is in the body. And this one is a cell adhesion molecule. I'm like, all right. He said, no, Louis, it's like the rebar of the human body. The steel they put in the concrete when they lay the foundations of things, it's that stuff. It's, it's holding your membranes together. It's the glue of the human body, Louis. It's laminin. You've got to tell them about laminin. And I'm like, I promise you, I'm going home and tell them about laminin. And I'm sure when I do, revival is going to sweep across the church and probably around the world when I tell them. He said, no, 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 no. You've got to see laminin. I'm like, okay, let's see it. He said, no, 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 you need to go look it up online. You need to go Google laminin. I don't even know how to spell laminin. <laughs> Takes his card out, he writes on the back, L-A-M-I-N-I-N. I'm like, okay, I cannot wait to get to my computer and get on Google, click on images, type in laminin, and I'm waiting, and these little thumbnails come up on the screen, and I'm like, That's laminin, the cell adhesion molecule. Woo! <laughs> I am so excited. I am beside myself. I cannot believe what I'm seeing. I love laminin. I'm so fired up. <laughs> you should see laminin, I guess. That's the thing, right? Okay. Here is a scientific diagram of the laminin cell adhesion molecule that's holding your body together right now, okay? This is what I found right here. 
No, come on, that's crazy. That's just crazy. I'm, I just can't believe it. I emailed that guy back so fast, I'm like, wow, 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 what in the world? He said, you want to see an actual laminin molecule? I'm like, oh no, man, the diagram was cool for me. I'm happy with that. Don't, don't bother sending anything else. I'm like, yes! And he sends me this image, an electron microscopic image of an actual laminin protein molecule. It looks just like this. Like, how crazy is that? That the stuff that holds our bodies together, that's holding the lining of your organs together, holding your skin on, is in the perfect shape of the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. And immediately I'm thinking about the words of Paul in Colossians 1. You know this beautiful passage where Paul's talking about the supremacy of Christ and the sufficiency of Christ. He says, for by him, talking about Jesus Christ, all things have been created, things in heaven and things on earth. All things were created by Jesus and for Jesus. But then the next verse goes on to say this, it's crazy. And he, Jesus, is before all things and in him, that is in Jesus Christ, all things hold together. It's right, it's right there. I'm like, of course they do. Of course they do. Everything holds together in Jesus Christ. And he goes on at the end of this paragraph and he just tells the story of grace. He says, for God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in Christ and through Christ to reconcile to himself all things by making peace through his blood shed on a cross. Long story short, the tour was winding down last time around. We were in Tyler, Texas. The night was over. A guy walks up to me. I wish I could tell you the whole story.